0: Hello, everybody. My name is Bill Keeper, and I want to welcome you to our podcast, Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. I believe the Bible is a book that God gave to us that's full of insights, wisdom, promises, and many other things that help us live daily life. So join me for the next few minutes as we look into the Word of God to find that practical wisdom we need today. Should the enemy try to condemn our fight His righteousness Well, praise God. Welcome again to our podcast. My name is Bill Kiefer, and we're here to talk about some things in the Word of God that are going to help us change the circumstances and situations of our life. We've been talking about something from John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus said to his disciples, that in the world you're going to have tribulation. That's not a promise any of us want. It's really not a promise of God. It's just a truth of inevitability. If we live here, there's going to be problems. And if 2020 and even into 2021 taught us anything, the world is full of tribulations. But Jesus said in the middle of that, you can have both uh, peace, and I think the world is really looking for peace. I think people in the world are really looking for peace. If there's one thing we can offer them, it is that reality of peace in the middle of tribulation. And not only peace, but we can be of good cheer. Now, that is a term that implies the idea of courage, but courage with kind of a, a, you know, the, a good attitude, a joyful attitude, a confident attitude that we can face life not just with peace in our heart, but with that confident joy, with that confident attitude that says, We can overcome the world because, and this is the key, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Then 1 John chapter 5 says, anyone who is born of God also overcomes the world. And this is what will overcome the world, even our faith. Now, we've talked about this from a lot of perspectives. Today, I want to look at some basic truths about faith. I think that uh, if we're going to have faith, if faith is so important to overcoming the world, then we need to know a little bit about it. Now... Uh, there is a book that I wrote uh, called Faith, colon, uh, Origins and Application, and it's kind of an extensive look at where faith came from, how you find faith where you can, where you can uh, how you apply faith, how it was applied in the Old Testament, in Jesus' day, and in our day. And uh, you can find that book on Amazon. Uh, if you search My Name in Kindle Books, there's eight of them that will come up, and that will be one of them. I'd like to recommend that and any of the others. You know, it'd be great if you wanted to get those, too, because all of that income helps us with the travel that we do. But at any rate, I would like to recommend that because that's an extensive look. At faith and how it works. But I want to look today. I don't want to take that much time uh, to go through a whole book because it it takes me 13, or not 13 weeks, but 13, 15 lessons to teach it in the Bible school where I teach. But at any rate, uh, I want to look at something more basic, just three simple truths that are going to help us grab a hold of the kind of faith that's necessary to overcome the world. The first thing I want to look at is something in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Now, this is a scripture that I used to joke about when I was pastoring. I would say, if you are part of our church, Living Word, then you have to know this scripture. It is vitally important, and this is one of the first truths that I think we need to grab hold of if we're going to have faith that overcomes the world. And it says this, Verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, In the Amplified Bible, it says, so faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ the Messiah himself. Listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's something about the Bible God has designed it to work in a certain way. And the Bible is not just a natural book. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But it is full of the message that Jesus spoke. And when we say Jesus, we're really talking about the Word made flesh. And when we talk about the Word made flesh, John 1, uh, 1 tells us the Word was with God and the Word was God. So all of the Word of God is full of the capacity to produce faith in our hearts. Now, faith is the connection between what is unseen and what is seen. We looked in uh, uh, 2 Corinthians a while back about the difference between what is seen and what is unseen. The things we can see, everything that this world system, and again, the world is the system that controls the earth right now and under which people are forced to live who do not know Jesus. Now, if we know Jesus, we still have to live here, but we have something that's available to us that those who don't know him do not. And one of those things is the Word of God. What is seen, it says in 2 Corinthians 4, is subject to change, it's temporary. Everything that we can see is temporary. Even the the natural things in the world are temporary. Everything passes away. Everything changes. Everything dies. People die. Plants die. Animals die. Everything dies. And even that which doesn't die decays. It changes. You know, if you leave something to itself, it decays. A building that's not maintained decays. A car, any of you ever have a car that you did not change the oil sooner or later, that car is going to decay. So what is seen is subject to change. And the effects of the world that we can see are also subject to change. So anything that's in my life that's a product of of the world, particularly those things that come against us, the trials and tribulations that Jesus spoke of, all those things are subject to change. And so as we looked at that, we realized that the things that are unseen are not subject to change, and we're going to take that a step farther today. But one of the most important things that is unseen is our connection to God via His Word. He gave us His Word to be a physical bridge between the natural and the supernatural, to between the unseen, God, His realm, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, the power of God, and the natural world. It bridges the gap. It, 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 it causes there to be a connection, if you will, between the unseen world and the seen world. We, we use electricity and in a great way or, or not perfect, but a good illustration of how faith works or what faith is is electricity in that electricity does all kinds of things right now i'm using electricity in the room where i'm sitting to light the room i'm using it to power this microphone i'm using it to power my computer i'm using it to power the equipment that i'm recording this on it does all those things. It can heat, it can light, it can run machinery, it can it can connect us to the internet. It does all of that. Imagine what the world would be like without electricity. You know, uh, right now if all electricity was cut off from the United States of America, this country would collapse if it was for a long period of time because Trucks won't run without gas. You can't pump gas without electricity. Uh, There's no lights. There's no heat. You wouldn't be able to keep the food in the stores. All kinds of things would happen without electricity. Well, let me tell you something, my brother and sister. Without faith that comes from the word of God, everything in our lives changes. But with faith, I mean, think about what's changed in the world now that we have general access to electricity. I've been places uh, in the world where we didn't have it, and it's a totally different life, and it's a, a very limited life, and there's not a lot that you can do. But with electricity, our whole world has changed, and it's broadened, it's opened. There's so much more to it. Well, faith is like the electricity in that it connects us. Electricity, the wires in the house, connect us to the source of electricity. Faith connects us to the source of the power of the unseen world, which has the ability to change what is seen. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. One basic reason why is very simple. You cannot believe that someone will do something unless you heard them say it. You might, I use this illustration a lot, uh, but I think it's a good one. You might go around saying, if you knew me, if you were in my church, you might go around saying, Pastor Bill's going to pay my mortgage this month. But if I never said I was going to pay your mortgage, you have nothing to believe in, you can say it, you can you can think about it, you can tell everybody about it. But I ain't paying your mortgage because I gotta pay my own. Well, I don't anymore because it got paid off. Thank God. But uh, but you know what I'm saying? I I can't I you can't believe that I'm gonna do something that I didn't say I do. Well, the faith that comes from the Word of God, or the Word of God itself, is that source of understanding what God will do. God gave us a covenant. It started with Abraham's covenant, but it goes on into the new covenant, which is even better with better promises. It's stronger. And so when God gave us that covenant, he wrote it down in what we call today, the Bible. And that is full of what God says he will do for us, through us and in us, everything it says he will do, he will do it. But if I don't know it, if I've never heard him say it, I can have some vague idea of what he'll do. And sometimes that's a part of faith, just to come into the rest of knowing that God is there and he's going to do something. But when we find ourselves in tribulation, we need to know what he said he'd do. And when we we know that, we can constantly go back to it with the power of the word. Uh, and and you know, it says it. I've been in many countries. I've heard it in many languages It's Sometimes there's problems with translation, but you know God is bigger than that. God watches over His Word, and if our heart is right, He'll lead us to the truth that's there, even if man has made mistakes. However, for the most part... It basically says the same thing. One of the things we've had to stand on is, is Philippians four nineteen My God shall supply all my need according to His riches and glory. We had to learn early on that if we were going to survive financially, we had to trust God because we didn't have anything else to trust in. And God has done a wonderful job, glory to God, in, in providing for what we need and, and many, many of the things that we desire. And, you know, sometimes we think we need things, we don't. We desire things that God doesn't really want us to have because they won't be good for us so things don't always work out the way we want them to and they don't always work out when we want them to but the thing is I was always able to go back even in the midst of a trial there were many times where we didn't seem to have enough but I could get up in the morning I could really read again Philippians 4 19 and when I did it still said he was going to supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus it says it in every language in which it's written one way or another and we We then can go back to that thing that we can see, but that thing that we can see is a connection to the truth that, uh, or the power of the unseen that will change the world and help us overcome the world. Now that brings us to the second. Of these basic truths, and that's in Mark chapter 4. Uh, we're going to read a couple of verses, 14 and 15, and in Mark chapter 4, 14, this is a very important section of Scripture. I think it's one of the most important teachings in the Bible. In Mark chapter 4, 13, he tells them, uh, he because he taught, taught this as a parable, and a disciple said came and said, we don't understand what you're talking about. And he said, if you don't understand this, he said, how will you understand all the other parables. I think there's a key here that releases all of what Jesus taught into our lives in in a way that we can use it. But let's just look at this one basic idea. Verse 14 says, the sower sows the word. Now, we're so we're talking about sowing a seed. That's the whole basis of this parable. Well, what seed is the sower sowing? He's sowing the word of God. Uh, then in verse 15, he says, and these are the ones... By the wayside where the word is sown, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, there's a lot to this teaching. There's a lot to that verse alone, but the two things that I want us to focus on, the word is the seed, the heart of man is the ground. Anytime that you put good seed... Into good ground, a miracle happens. Did you, did you know that? Do you understand that? Are you like me? Uh, I'm not a farmer. I don't garden. And so the vegetables come from the vegetable department like the meat comes from the meat department. But I know in my mind that when you put a seed into good ground, there is a miracle that happens. And that miracle is the interaction between the seed and the ground. God made it that way. The seed has life. The ground is where that life is released. And when that interaction is able to to come to uh, full full fruition, full fruit, what's produced is a plant, and that plant is a fruit-bearing plant. So when the process is complete, you have something that you can partake of. Now, it takes some cultivating. That's a lot of what this chapter is about. Uh, it takes the right conditions, but if the good seed gets into the good ground in the right condition, then it is designed to release the power of life that's in that seed into the into the earth or into the ground, and then it comes out and is manifest in the world, in the earth, and we can eat it. We can partake of it. If it's a flower, we can smell it, but whatever it is, whatever life is in that seed is produced by the interaction between the seed and the ground, and that life uh, comes uh, brings fruit into the world. Well, Jesus said the sower sows the word. The, the sowing he's talking about here is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word because the word seed has been designed, just like a natural seed was designed to interact with the ground, the word seed is designed to interact with another kind of ground. And what is that ground? Verse 15 tells us it's the human heart, the innermost part of man's soul. When we get the seed of God's word into our heart, something supernatural happens, a miracle happens. There is a a germination that takes place. There is something, there's life that's released. Whatever that seed is supposed to produce is produced in the natural apple seeds, produce apples, peach pits, produce peaches, flower seeds, produce flowers in the word of God. Whatever the truth is that you're planting, that will be produced in your heart. But what will be produced is the faith to obtain that truth, to make that connection between the natural seen world and the supernatural unseen world, and that power that's released we call faith. Now, Paul talked about this process as the renewing of the mind in Romans 12.2. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does that happen? It happens by the seed getting into the heart the soul, the mind, that's part of the, the process here, and I don't have time to go into all that, but it gets into our mind, down into our heart. I believe the heart is the deepest part of the soul. We might call it the subconscious. The deeper you get it in, the that's where it begins to take root, and that power is released until we begin to think differently. It's not about what we think. It's about how we think what's underneath what we think we begin to see life through a different lens i can if you go through the gospels and you read about the life of jesus he just saw it different than everybody else and that's what we can do but how well faith comes by the word uh, by faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and the uh, hearing produces an interaction with the heart and the seed that produces the life of god now how do we hear well, how do we get it in? I should say, well, we hear it. Romans 10 tells us that. We hear it. But how do we hear it? We hear it preached. We hear it taught. We hear the word when it's read. But we also hear it inwardly. We hear it when we read it because when you read it, you hear that voice in your mind. Uh, we hear it when we meditate on it. Think about it continually. Joshua one eight says... Uh, God said to him, facing a real trial, because he had to follow Moses, that's a tough act to follow in leading the people of Israel. He said, keep my word in the midst of your heart, keep it in your mind, keep it in your mouth, that you may observe to do what's written there. And so when we think about it, when we meditate on it, when we, I like to think about what it it would mean if this really was true, if what I read in the word is true, what does that mean to me? How would that change my life? I I certainly want to do the study. That means look up the words, find out, the context. There's a whole nother teaching with that that I don't have time for now. But meditating is part of hearing. So the more we put that in, the more we get those seeds in, if they are if they haven't been planted, well, first of all, the more you plant, the more seeds get in. The more seeds get in, the more fr- fruit is produced. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it works in the natural as well. But also, the more we put that word in, the more we hear that word, the more we think on that word, the more we cultivate the seeds that are already planted and keep them in the ground. Because if you don't keep the seed in the ground, you dig it up every day to see if it's producing fruit. It'll never produce. But the more we keep it in there, the more... As long as that seed stays in that ground, that supernatural interaction is going to happen. Later in this chapter, Jesus said the ground produces the fruit by itself. We don't have to make it happen. We just have to keep the seed in the ground. So number one, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Go to the Word. You need faith? Go to the Word. Number two, the Word interacts with the heart of man and will naturally... Produce faith. Now, here's the last thing that I want to share with you today. Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve. Uh, another. These are these are three, in my opinion, three of the most important scriptures in the Bible. Hebrews four twelve says this: For the word of God. What is the word of God? It's the seed. Is a living. And power, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, that innermost part. This is what he's talking about. He's saying that this word is a living thing. Now, I want to talk to you for just a, a moment here about the difference between true and truth, because this is one of the major keys to getting this whole thing uh, to work in our lives. What's true is, again, just like what's seen, subject to change. For instance, I do a lot of travel, and one of the places we've been spending a lot of time over the last number of years is, is Kenya. And uh, so I could say to you, now I live where my home is in upstate New York. In upstate New York, it is absolutely true that December is one of the colder months of the year. But if I'm in Kenya, it is true that December is one of the hottest months of the year. You see, that true thing, they're both true, but it depends on where you are. It's true one way if I'm in New York, and it's true another way if I'm in Kenya. You see, true, what's true is relative. What's true is subject to the world's conditions. What's true is subject to the world in, in a sense are many, many different kinds of things that are true in your life. But whatever is true in your life is generally subject or even produced by the world. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. Well, what does that mean? One of the ways that we overcome the world, Jesus was committed not to what is true, but truth. Now, truth is different than true. True can change. But for our discussion today, truth never changes. For example, simple little thing, 2 plus 2 equals 4. It equals four in upstate New York and equals four in Kenya. It equals four in India. It equals four in Indonesia, the Philippines, Europe, and equals four in South America. It doesn't matter where you go. I believe it equals four in eternity. Two plus two is truth. It just doesn't change. It equals four in December and it equals four in July. It never changes. What is true is subject to change. What is truth? never changes now mathematical truth is one thing but the truth of the word of god is something else entirely because only one of those things is alive the word of god in, in hebrews uh, four twelve says the word is a living thing the world has the same kind of life that a natural seed has only it's not natural it's supernatural Another aspect of the truth of the Word of God is, in Hebrews 11, 1-3, uh, through three, we learn a lot of things about faith, but one of them is, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which appear were made of things which are not seen. All of that sounds very uh, very um, familiar, doesn't it? And so, what we see there, two, two basic, basic truths in the, in the different ways you could punctuate that. By faith... We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So we understand that the worlds are what they are by faith. Now, listen, I I just believe that that is true. And that's part of what makes all of this work. I have to believe the word of God is truth and therefore true in my life because it says it is. By faith, I understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. I don't care if they come up with some scientific absolute evidence that totally disproves that, that that God did not create the worlds. I never change what I believe because I believe it by faith. But I think there's another way to punctuate that. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. By faith, The worlds were framed. It's by faith that God created. How did he create? By speaking words. Genesis chapter 1 and 2 tell us the story. He said by releasing things that are unseen, what we see can now be seen or, or now exists. So it's by this invisible word of God, by this powerful living truth that God made everything you can see. Look around you. Whatever you see before your eyes right now, God created it. Now, man may have, may have uh, developed certain things, but man doesn't create, really. God created. And even the creation that comes through man generally comes through the inspiration of God. But, but whatever you see, God, man may have made it, put it together. I mean, I, I'm looking at walls that man built, and I'm looking at equipment that man built. But God Everything you see, the reality, the the substance God said in the beginning, light be and light was. There's your big bang, by the way. God said, light be, bang, and light was. And so when he said that, all of the substance of everything that you see was released. Hallelujah. So by faith... In this word, God created. So here's the thing that I want us to see, the final truth that I want you to take away today. And that is, if the faith of God through the word of God, through the truth of God, which is the highest truth, There are other truths. Mathematical truth is truth, but the truth of the Word of God is the highest truth. God's truth is the highest truth. God's truth is the Creator truth. It's not the creation truth. It's the Creator truth. And if the Creator truth, the Word of God, could create everything, could create the world, then it is only logical to understand and assume that that same truth, as it's released into our hearts, as it changes our mind, as it changes what we see, also connects us to God and to that invisible supernatural world. That same truth can change what's subject to change, or what is visible, or what we experience through the interactions that we have in the world. Now listen, everything doesn't work the way we want it to. Uh, everything certainly doesn't work when we want it to. I mentioned that already. Sometimes things that we think we need, we don't really need, but God knows what we really need. Uh, but I, I can't I can't tell you that everything's gonna work out in a fairy tale way for you, although I will tell you that most things in my life. Uh, I'm 67 years old, and I've had a wonderful life in God. We've had trials, we've had tribulations, but, but we, have, uh, we have overcome them all, as the Bible says. And I can tell you this, that the more you build the truth of God's Word into your life, the more you're going to be able to overcome anything that the world brings against you. And the more you're going to be able to deal with the problems and pressures and situations that come against you. And the more you're going to be able to be, have peace and the more you're going to be able to be of good cheer because you will understand that there is a process at work. It's the process of faith through the Word of God, through the supernatural seed that's interacting with my heart that is going to eventually conform my true into His truth. Hallelujah. Conform what is true around me into an overriding truth that comes from the Word of God. But if we don't know what the Word says, we don't know what we're believing for. If we don't know what He's promised, we don't know what He said He'd do. We can have a general faith that says, well, you know, God's there and He's going to take care of me. That's absolutely true. But when we come to battle, We need something more definite than that. Well, hallelujah, that's what I have for you today. I pray that this week will be a marvelous week, that you'll see things in a greater light than you ever have before, that the power of God is going to go to work in your heart and mind, and have a great and wonderful week in Jesus' name.